They are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for another edition of the 1215 Club. It is Ariel here in the mic, joined by Eric the Big German, the the graphics guy, and Tyler the moderator. Why are you guys laughing? I'm just trying to bring the energy. Just coming hot. I'm trying to bring the energy. It's Friday. We're at the end of the week. We've made it, and I'm excited. Ty, uh, you're kind of killing it with Meat Fridays. Yeah, um, uh, it's really – it's not very hard when Traeger makes it – it's not an ad for Traeger, but they make it very easy. Uh, you just follow the follow the instructions there, and it's uh, anybody can do it. If I can do it, I prove that anybody can do it. To be clear, it, it actually is an ad for Traeger, but it's factually <laughs> accurate too. Uh, Ty, which has been the most difficult Meat Friday? The way it's going is the Danettes are deciding on a menu, right? Or they're deciding on a recipe, and they're giving it to you. You kind of how how is it going? How's Meat Friday going now that Alan's not here at Trader? <laughs> Um, well, I think overall pretty well. Um, it is frustrating sometimes that uh, I'm not able to leave my station to go like check on the, the meat and stuff. Um, but other than that, I mean, there was an issue last week where some of the pork, the, I'm sorry, the, the, the roasts, the beef roasts got a little bit uh, overcooked. And if I was able to check on it more, but other, I mean, I would say overall, I thought it's been, it's been pretty good. What about you guys? I think it's been great. Uh, like the salmon today was phenomenal. It was really, really good. You don't even eat seafood. That's why I was so surprised. When, when they said that you were doing salmon, I was like, oh, Tyler's going to screw this up because I know he doesn't, you don't eat any of the seafood. But pleasantly surprised, Ty. Dill? Um, yeah, I, thought, I think Tyler's done a pretty good job. The, like he said, you know, there was a minor hiccup with the beef, um, but that's not his fault. You know, gets, he's, shackled, he's shackled to that desk all day long. Um, but I thought the oh, same was there a was reason good. you had to be shackled to the desk or no? I no. take too many pee breaks during the show, so I got I got shackled. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Eric, how would you rate how uh, Tyler's done? Not necessarily today, but overall. What has it been, like four weeks now that he's done it? This is your third, right, Ty? Or is it, the um, it would be my fourth because it was fourth? three of the Danettes and then, yep. Got it. Yeah. So, um, no, I think he's doing a great job. Look, we talked about this last week a little bit, um, but just, you know, Tyler, as much as we love to give Alan credit for everything that's ever happened on Meat Friday, at the old studio, Tyler was brought in every Friday to help with Meat Friday. So he would do everything from prepping stuff to cooking it to definitely all of the cleanup. And, um, you know, so it's not foreign to Tyler, and I think it's he's kind of picked up right where where he left off, and he definitely his hands are tied behind his back a little bit just in terms of um, not only can Tyler not uh, move from his desk, but everyone's busy uh, during the show. It's not as though there's you know ten guys sitting around the back doing nothing, right? So, um, so no, but quite literally, there's not there's no one that's just sitting here with nothing to do during the show, and so. Um, which of course you're like, oh yeah, of course there is. But like, as you think about it, you're like, well, if I'm going to make a steak, you know, I can't say, oh, this segment's going to go 12 and a half minutes. So I'm going to set the grill to a particular temperature. So there are some, some um, kind of boundaries that he has to work in within. And I think he's done a great job so far. Ty. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I literally can't take all the credit for it. I mean, if I didn't have you guys there, I mean, you guys are literally the ones putting it on and taking it off. So, I mean, like, I guess it is safe to say that you guys are the ones doing the cooking. So, um, Except Mario. Not Mario. Oh, I, I put the salmon on the grill today. Wow. Exactly. I did. And I put the buffalo chicken dip on the grill. Hashtag killing it, Eric. Hey, you're a hero. Um, really, it does become, uh, I think in a lot of ways on Fridays during the show, a lot of it falls on Weeks the camera guy. Um, and I think that, uh, he does, he does a good job and he's, you know, he's one, he likes to have a plan. So I think it's always important that Tyler has a plan and communicates that plan. I think that's been getting better every week. Bill. Um, I would like to back to today's meat Friday with the salmon, as we touched on earlier, Tyler's not a seafood guy and I hate raisins. So we decided we may have to do a little ping pong wager bite a salmon for a couple of raisins but i haven't gotten confirmation from tyler he's been pretty wishy-washy uh first of all it was my idea so um i am a hundred percent down i the terms were you have to eat a, a handful of raisins and a bite of salmon for me um just because i think uh i know it's a divisive position to have on seafood in general but i i find it just repulsive Ugh. All right, so news, we're breaking news here. Somebody will be throwing up at the Dan Patrick Show studio in the near future <laughs> is what, what you're saying. We'll try to document it. it I would do, I'll do your second favorite food, dog treats, too, if that's <laughs> better than raisins. I don't know what's better content-wise. Why did you have to throw me under the bus? Ty, have you heard what Todd may be making next week? I'm assuming that it's his week, right, Eric? I don't know. I mean, Eric, I, I'm, uh, I think Tyler's keeping the closest inventory, but, um, yeah, by uh, math sub- – addition by subtraction i think todd's all that's left i heard it was lunchables <laughs> well i mean you have to throw the uh, the wieners in there right the little uh, pigs in a blanket yeah obviously i uh, i did joke with him i said uh, so I, I would just buy a, like 60 pounds of those things and call it a day um and he laughed but no um I, I haven't gotten anything yet he did try to try he did try to steal hijack mclovin's week earlier in the week asking if it was his turn and like he had a a plan in place so i'm excited to hear what he's got uh presumably it's going to be something that you can just buy in a a box and then throw on yeah yeah eric i think we we should just tell todd that he has to do everything himself even though (laughs) like that's what everyone's been doing todd i mean since alan left it's really fallen all on the guys individually uh and see how that works out for him i think that's like even if we don't tell him that that may be the plan that happens on the show just because that it usually or just that's like one of the things like the simplest one like you know pre-made pigs in a blanket that you could put frozen onto the grill eric what happened uh <laughs> you, i don't know if you shared this with us what todd said today that he you made him uh wash his car did you did you share that in 1215 club what happened i don't think it's been shared in 1215 club but no todd has a black SUV with a white interior and I happen to notice um, that it has never been washed that I could tell and so I started saying you know the outside of the car was turning gray and the inside of the car was also turning gray from just all the dirt and so uh, I had said to him you know your car is kind of morphing into a one mono color so he was and I had to say to him I don't know three, four dozen times. And like Dan talked to him about it with me once and Paul talked about it a couple times. And what's funny about it though, is that 
he got it washed and I didn't notice because he got it washed during our dark week. And then we came back and he was like three or four days into it. And he's like, you haven't mentioned that I got my car washed. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and by then it had been like a week and a half, almost two weeks. And it already needed to be washed again. And I was like, Todd, this is the car's gross. And he's like, what are you talking about? I had it washed. And like his level of washing, it did not include any sort of interior cleaning, no glass cleaning. It just was like the automatic, like touchless car wash, which, is sufficient if you get your car washed regularly, but if you wait 10 years, I think, Tyler, you could understand this. If you wait 10 years between Yikes. your car washes. That's uh, a shot. Then, then, well, uh, if you get the inside detailed, they take the thing of cream cheese out of the center console. So that's always a problem. <laughs> Todd had a big week. I mean, I feel like Todd always has a big week, um, but he sang with Loyola Center, Cameron Crutwick. I don't know necessarily saying he sang with him is the proper way to define it, but you be the judge. I see you, you see me, watch you blow in the lines when you're making a scene, oh girl, you've got to know what my head overlooks, the senses will show to my heart, when it's watching for lies, you can't escape my private eyes, they're watching you. They see your, your every, every move. move. Oh, baby, private eyes. That's good, man. That is good stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Made my day. Thank All you. Right. Yes. That's how you knew Cameron was over it when he was like, that's good, man. And Todd still had like three more verses that he wanted to sing. Um, there was a the USA Today did a column actually on that segment. And it was detailing what Porter Moser, the head coach of Loyola, was saying. And I'll read you a little excerpt from it. That's who he is. He's just a fun-loving guy. He was talking about Crutwig. There was no doubt that he was going to start busting out and doing it. I thought that he was going to bring the harmonica. Eric, did you have? Uh, did they communicate with you to ask him about it? What happened there that the harmonica wasn't uh, done on the show? Yeah, so all day Dan was kind of pumping up the fact that he plays harmonica and he was kind of you know previewing that he was going to play the harmonica. So he joins via Zoom, and I could tell he's in a hotel room. And so I was like, I was like, hey, um, do you have your harmonica with you? And he was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't have it. I'm not in my hotel room. I guess um, the internet was bad in his room or something like that. So they had to move him to a different room to do it. And he was like, it was probably taking like 10 minutes to go, go upstairs. And I don't know if it's COVID protocols or what the deal is, but um, he wasn't going to be able to get it in time. And, uh, but Todd never asked him. And, mm -hmm. and also this is kind of tr transitioning a little bit, but also like Todd didn't tell Dan that it was Jim Parsons' birthday. So, like, <laughs> it was a real weird week. And then, like, today with Seton and, like, he didn't play the Open. He played the play of the day instead. And um, then I blew the graphic because Dan started – I didn't know that he was going to ask. He started – so Dan was, like uh, – I think it was, like, the top – It was, it was the about odds, the championship odds. Championship odds post um, all the trades that happened. And uh, so Dan goes one, two. And I was kind of wait to see, like, what's going to happen. So he went one, went two. And as soon as I went to it full screen, then he was like, oh, uh, would you guys want to guess on what the third one is? And I was like, oh, and it was already up. When um, he says that, Eric, does your like heart drop? Do you get like nervous? Going back to the Seton thing, I'm the one that puts in the sound for him to play it on his end. So when I heard play today play for the open, my heart literally sank. And I started like scrambling through the sound. Did, like, did I label it wrong? Did I screw this up? Did you feel that same feeling when uh, it happened to you with the graphic today? 
No, I, uh, my bigger issues actually always come around um, the Capital One spot because it's like you're in the middle of the show and it's like all of a sudden there's just like sponsored requirements and um, the show doesn't have like a traditional, you know, two, three page per segment rundown. There's just mm-hmm. kind of a real brief a description of potentially what will be discussed in those segments. And so you don't like normally you'd be like, okay, item, you know, we're in the, the fifth segment. So the, the E block has item E 22 is this graphic. And like, as a director, you're just kind of following the script mm-hmm. and you're like, okay. And everybody knows it's going to happen. This is like, Oh yeah, that's right. This guy is that. And okay. So we got to get the graphic going and you got to have the special graphics for them. And then it's just always something like that. Um, but uh, no, you're like a jazz musician. You're just kind of uh, going yeah, with how, yeah. Yeah, improvising, improvising, which is I do play piano and I don't know how to read sheet music, but I can play virtually any song that I hear. Uh, so I'm kind of used to that. But um, but yeah, so no, I, I don't really get like the syncing uh, feeling specifically uh, with the graphic when I put it up. Um, and also there was just it was so confusing because I don't I can't hear radio until it's live on the air. But Tyler can. So Tyler's job is kind of to make sure as the audio operator, like, you know, preview whatever source it is to make sure it's clean. That's day one. And a half, a one and a half, maybe two. Um, But but, so Tyler's in my ear. He's like, hey, this is the wrong audio. And it's like, it's like a freight train, right? Because you can't stop it. It's not as though you can be like, okay, Peacock, we're not live anymore. So what do you do? So he didn't show the audio. Like he he stayed on this video server, which had just like a generic, um, music track playing waiting for the opener roll and then i see again we can't hear on peacock what's happening but i see that they're starting to talk i'm like tyler what are they talking about and then he goes to it and then it was kind of weird because t- the people who were on peacock didn't hear that the wrong thing was playing because we were trying to cover for it so it was kind of a, a weird thing so the first like three or four minutes of the show were very bizarre yeah and i think that kind of set the tone for the rest of the show because it was just it was a typical Friday show with a little added juice to it. Dylan. Um, yeah, I mean, it started off like that. And then there was, what was another wrench? Oh, the, uh, the Levitard. Eric's like, all of a sudden he's like, uh, Dan Levitard just entered the Zoom for some reason. Like where guests come, you know, prior to their interview with Dan. And then no one knew what was going on. We managed to like you know throw it all together and have it out, and then like five minutes after it's over, Todd sends out Dan Levitard at ten forty-five. I love his commitment to. Uh, I've got to get the list thing. out no matter what. It doesn't no. matter if it's twenty <laughs> minutes after the person's left. Back to the Jim Parsons interview. Um, I found this interesting. So right now, Jim Parsons is leading our celebrity bracket. So Dan asked him what exactly was his philosophy or his strategy in filling out a bracket. And I found this extremely relatable. Well, this year it was, I ran across an article. It was like, look out for these upsets. <laughs> I thought, you know what? That's a great place to start. Okay. All right. And I picked a couple of those. And then, um, and then I let the rest fall into place, as it were. That's exactly what I did. And I'm like near the bottom of uh, my bracket. So, I mean, I don't know if Jim got a different article. He got like an exclusive article. But I did the same exact thing. And I filled out Dan's, too. And I don't want to tell him, but it's a mess. Dylan. Um, yeah, I've, it does seem like with March Madness, it's always the, like, shoot from the hip person who's not particularly invested in it that ends up doing it. Because, like, everyone who's, like, quote, on, you know, like, me or you or anyone who's, like, you know. Ex- experts. 
experts, yeah, quote unquote <laughs> experts who's paid attention to it is like probably at Indiana win or uh, Illinois winning it or you know, I don't know any Gonzaga still in it, but it's always the random flyer that somehow comes out on top. Yeah, Eric, play the music here. Breaking news: I just checked. I'm in 16th place in our bracket challenge. Like overall, yeah, uh, ten thousand. Yeah. Who do you have with you? Sure, it? that's you, Eric J. I think that's me. No, there's a ben, like there's a, a couple that's Eric Mario Johnson, M's. My buddy. I've got four, uh, 28 out of 48 correct. Click the bracket. Make sure it's I actually did. you. I'm, I'm killing it. And this includes like the 10,000 other people. Listen, all I know is Eric J. 35 points, 16th is what it says. But so you didn't make the celebrity, break. which means I'm beating Scotty Miller, JJ Watt, Peter Shirk, which all makes sense. Well, again, back to your point, like the person who just takes a flyer on things and least oh, invested oh, in it. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, and no, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out here today. All right, continuing to go down the rundown here, uh, we did like a soft launch of uh, a new website this week, and Tyler, that drove a lot of traffic to Chat Row. Have you run into any issues? Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been some complaints, right? So at first, we didn't have the uh, the cap size wasn't big enough. So and and just to clear the air for everybody, because there's a little bit of confusion out there still. People aren't necessarily there aren't necessarily 400 plus people watching and reading every word that everybody's saying. So that number basically just correlates with how many people are on the Dan Patrick show website at that time. So just getting that out there. Um, but no, it's, it's growing pains. It feels like once we've extended, extended the maxed out at 600 people now, it seems to be a little easier for people to get in, but we're still having still, still growing pains with that. So Eric. Yeah, there was a couple of things, Tyler, right? So when we first launched it, um, so when we launched chat row originally, we had no idea how many people were going to be in it, right? Because there wasn't really good metric to know how many active people there were in the chat function back on the YouTube page. So uh, we started with a 400 person room and I think the highest it ever got was what, 150 Tyler, something like that. Uh, I mean, it, it was over just over a hundred. I think I remember seeing it was like right. the highest we ever so got. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, okay, great. So then uh, when we launched the new site, uh, I noticed it was capping at 400 and um so i was like oh that's not good so kind of waited a few days to see if that was just a fluke or if that was a deal and um so yeah so i don't know what is it tuesday or wednesday this week we upped the the room count to 600 um and uh and so i think that's accommodated for the most part people um what's interesting is that like even i'm on it right now and there's 212 viewers right so 212 people are on the site at this exact moment um doing something 211 because oh I mean, you just closed your window yeah. uh, but um <laughs> it's only on the home page so if you if you navigate to another page then um you wouldn't be counted in that but um i think it's good tyler i mean I, it's I, I think the number of contributors today i noticed was um it was over 50 i think and i, I, I normally we were average around 35 before so i'm hoping that those uh, people who happen to catch it now um, by just going to the site, start you know, decide they want to join and and uh, have the conversation uh, with. It. I think it's a fun little place. Um, 
I don't mean to steal your thunder here, Tyler, but if I were to encapsulate it, I think it's, it's a bunch of fans who like similar things and thus are into the Dan Patrick show and the chat, because it's the same people every day and they spend a lot of them spend 15 hours a week kind of chatting there. And then they have like a discord and there's a Facebook group. So sometimes the conversation can go off the path a little bit, but ultimately everyone kind of has the same uh, kind of interests because of the Dan Patrick show. Um, so I think it's a fun place. If you are a fan, just check out and see if you, you might enjoy joining us from time to time. I? Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything that you just said there. And I will add, I, my favorite part of it, honestly, is that it, it really is. And I say, I think I said this last time I was on the podcast, it really feels like you're, it's a, like their family. Like, it's like there's no hostility. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of any other um, platform uh, I have or, a word. or, I have a word or area say. where. I have a word okay, what were you going to say? No hostility. Well, unless it's initiated by you. I don't even uh, go in there, Ty. Hmm. Mm, I mean, I clearly some, remember you, you wearing a, some, a Shat Row t-shirt. You showed me some messages this week that looked a little bit uh, hostile to me. If, well, they were just talking about how you've gotten in such great shape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate thank God, it. Thank God they don't, they don't get to see my body on a daily basis. <laughs> I appreciate anybody who supports Dan Patrick's show. So I'll say that. Right, Ty? Yeah. No, but back to my point. I mean, like, it really, I really can't think of any other, like, forum or platform where you can go and people just keep it, they keep it clean. They really do. They just, they, they don't get political most of the time and then just treat, every, treat each, everybody with respect. And it's just, it's, it's really great. And it, I can't say enough good things about it. I just got a tweet from somebody saying that Dan is pronouncing my name wrong, which, this guy is 150% right. No, he's you not. Pronounce, it's, it's Mario. And I don't care if it's your name and it's not my name, but it's Mario. It's not Mario. It's my name. I so don't care. It, it's not up to anybody else but my parents. It's, it's my up parents, to me. My parents say Mario, so it's Mario. If somebody else says you know, that their name is Mario, then that's their name. That'd be but like, it's, be, it's like Eric's name. name is Eric. If Eric wanted that to be his name, then it's his uh, name. If his parents called him that, no, that's his name. I'm actually sick and tired of you pronouncing your name wrong. It bothers me every day, and I can't stand it. This is my name, and it's going to be Mario. That's not that that's one's not okay. Right. That's not the but it should be Mario. And my name is Mario, and um, that's Mario. It. We're going to just leave it at that. I'm pretty sure it's Mario, but that's fine. Here it is Mario, and it's evolved into that. And I've just I've kind of got grown accustomed to it when I've said it, but Eric. How'd you feel today, Mary? We got to play your uh, footage of you missing your shot uh, two plus years ago. I don't think it was necessary to play that. I think that we're, like you said, two plus years past it. I don't think it's uh, necessary to bring it up anymore. I think we're just, I think we should just leave that in the past. It happened. It's something that um, I regret. And I would just hope that we're not going to ever talk about it again. So today was hopefully the last time we ever speak about it. Um, Mary, I actually did have a ob new observation from the video today after watching it for like the millionth time. There's actually such little spin on the ball. You can read the lettering on it while it's in <laughs> midair. It was supposed to be a knuckleball. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> from Eric, the big German, Dylan, the graphics guy, Tyler, the moderator slash chef slash creator. This has been the 1215 Club. Have a good weekend, everyone.